In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day How am I supposed to stay In a world built on empty ways And the lessons of all the rage Greetings from the road. I finally got on 83 North outside of Baltimore. I'm headed to the Lancaster Fly Fishing Show, the last show of the season for the fly fishing show of course next week we have Thai fest which was always a fun nice intimate event i should be in lancaster now but of course traffic absolutely sucks uh i break this trip up into four parts there's dc to baltimore well maybe three who knows baltimore to uh to exit off 83 and then exit 83 to Lancaster. So I guess three parts technically. And I left uh, two and a half hours ago and I just started leg two. So it's been quite the uh, fun afternoon for this guy. I want to say I, I like this venue. It, it's nice, it's small, but it's connected to the hotel. So if you're staying in the hotel like I am, it's great. You park your car and you leave it there for three days. I'm not going to see my car 
I maybe will only leave the hotel if we go to the Irish bar to get burgers tonight and maybe burgers tomorrow, depending on weather, if I feel like leaving. So it's nice, you know, you wake up in the morning and you go down and you have breakfast and then you just mosey on over. You don't have to wear your jacket, no hat, no gloves. It's the one show where you're in the same building the entire time. I don't know where I'll be at the show and hopefully, luckily, I'm not gonna share my space with anybody. And I'm gonna tie the same flies as I did last time, being uh, shad puffs, Japanese beetles, flashback soft hackle pheasant tails, helgramites, bacon flies, hobos, gutless frogs, gutless frogs with Cohen's creature frog legs, and some reapers and curly tails. So it'll be a mix of trout, steelhead, bass and steakhead flies. And I'm gonna sell it for pretty good, you know, like 50% off, because I, I wanna, you know, get my flies in people's hands, so hopefully they, they realize they work and wanna buy them and, and come back in the future. This is the Amish country, so maybe you've seen that silly show, Amish Mafia on TV, if you remember, oh, three or four years ago now. We actually met one of the guys from that show, and, and I've tried watching it. It, it seems pretty far-fetched to me. A lot of strange editing and camera angles and seems like it's about 99% scripted. What else is going on? Um, yeah, so I've packed down a lot less stuff this time. Uh, no extraneous stuff. I've got just one bin of tie materials and like a egg crate, milk carton crate full of like my lights, uh, some Chef Boyardee, some beer, some Coke, a cola, silly people. But it is Mexican Coca-Cola from Costco. It's a lot better. And I don't know where the, the weekend will go. I do need to stock up on hooks from Fly Shack. I need about, I'm gonna buy about 400 flies just for the shad season for my flies and for custom flies. And then it's the same size hook I use for hoppers throughout the season and helgramites. So it's a size four streamer hook and I'm gonna buy yeah, 400 of them. So that's seven times four, that's $28 and then take 10% off because I have my coupon from Somerset. And hopefully the ride goes easily from here on out. I'm in the direction of York, Pennsylvania. I'm passing Cockeysville, Maryland, which is where I leave Lefty lives. He just turned 70 or geez, 90 yesterday. My gosh, I'm uh, 20 years behind here. That's about it. So we will check back in and hopefully the weather on the way home will hold up. Looking for icy snow. Last year we got about seven inches starting on the way home. So this is the intro to the podcast. Stay tuned. We'll find out uh, how things go based on uh, how things go. All right, this is going to be the first podcast interview. We have Risen Fly, and who's with us today? Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm the owner of Risen Fly. 
All right, let's tell us. Give us your your long version of your elevator spiel. <laughs> my elevator spiel. Um, I actually started this company about two and a half years ago. I was sitting on my couch at home, doing a bunch of research on some fly fishing products. Looked over at my wife and uh, said, "Hey, what would you think about me getting a little bit of money to start a fly fishing company?" And I figured there's about a 99% chance I was getting shut down. And she goes, "Yeah, I think we can arrange that." So uh, you know, wanted to start this company on the ground floor of making sure we have some good quality products that are affordable to all the people that are out there looking to either A, get into the sport or just have some good quality gear and not pay an arm and a leg for it. So we started out two and a half years ago with our lineup of reels. We've got two different reels. One has a sealed drag, one doesn't, um, but they're both fully machined aluminum. Um, starting out at some great prices. Our, uh, our non-sealed -dra non drag is, starts at $140. Uh, so we started with those reels, we added some lines, a lot of accessories, a whole lineup of boxes. We brought out some new, reel, or new rods about 10 months ago. Um, we've got a bunch of people online through bloggers and sponsors and guides that we tested them for six months through. Had about 30 people that were testing our rods and, uh, and they loved them. We had a f uh, very few little things that we tweaked on the rod before we brought them out. Um, but we brought those out a, a little while ago and they've been, uh, they've been going great. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got a lot of, it's been fun coming to this, this show. This is our first big show that we've been to. And we see a lot of people saying, hey, I've seen you on Facebook. I've seen you on Twitter or Instagram. And you advertise on PA Flyfish or West Virginia Angler. And um, it's just been neat to kind of put some faces of those names since we've been out here for the first time now. People need to have name tags with their alter ego pseudonyms <laughs> online. Because you're like, oh, dude, I've known you for like years. <laughs> You have no idea until yep. they actually say who they are. Yeah, we've gotten together in a few other events here and there, and you're like, oh, you're this screen name and that screen name, and we know them as that rather than their actual names yeah. after after time goes on. But, uh, yeah, these shows have been a lot of fun. We've gotten to meet a lot of uh, you know faces. We've got a lot of bloggers and fly tires that are actually here at the event, either sitting at tables or helping out with other vendors. So it's been nice just kind of catching up and, uh, you know, shaking hands and holding babies. Absolutely. So, y'all, besides the reels, we can just, we'll just go through the table here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a few new products that we just brought out here in the last few weeks. Um, the first thing is we got a new color on our Ichthus reels. Ichthus is Greek for fish. Um, so it's a brushed silver with some blue accents to it. Uh, we got in a travel case that can hold uh, two rods in the cases, in the hard cases, or about five or six outside of it. A couple reels, a couple fly boxes as well. And then we got that, in... That travel case, the price on that is it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we've got some things marked down for the show here. It listed 100 bucks. We've got it uh, a little bit discounted. 100 is still good. It is. It's very good compared to the competition out there. So we've got that. Over here, we've got some hooks and beads, accessories for nippers and hemostats. We've got furled leaders, mono leaders. I love furled leaders for all my dry fly fishing. No memory on them whatsoever. They're kind of old school, but they're coming back. Um, you know, we've got two different types of fly lines. Then we come over here, we've got a bunch of different boxes. I look at a lot of our competition out there. Hey, they're selling some things kind of sort of like us here and there, but our prices are significantly better. We've got this big behemoth of a briefcase box, as we call it, that we just brought in about a week and a half ago. It's almost 13 inches long. I've got a handful of buddies that are either, you know, big musky fishermen, and they're tying these 12-inch triple musky flies with a full chicken's worth of feathers on them, and they're like, Ryan, we need some place to put these flies. So I said, give me some time, and worked it out and finally brought those out here, um, as well as some waterproof and some real slim boxes and aluminum boxes all across the board. 
So, uh, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun kind of starting this company from the ground level up. We're working on a few new things right now. We're working on a, our first American-made reel that uh, we've got some designs on right now, hoping to have a working prototype out here in the next few months. And we've got a higher-end rod that we're working on some prototypes on now to hopefully bring both of those products out within the next 12 to 18 months. Where can we find you guys on all those social medias? Uh, our main hub is our website, which is www.risenfly.com. We are Risenfly on Facebook. We are RisenflyCO on Twitter and Risenfly on Instagram. Uh, you can see us on a bunch of other banners on blogs and things like that out there, but uh, that's kind of the main places you can get a hold of us at. All right. Well, good for you for doing this. It's, it's fun not having to do the traditional work <laughs> suit and ties are awful yeah this 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 doesn't feel like work it's been a you know it, it's been a great time kind of getting used to all this and uh meeting a lot of great people and have some chances to you know travel around a little bit here and there and watch can't out beat it. there's a shifty guy named morgan coming down in orange fleece you'll watch morgan out morgan is actually one of our blogging friends that we uh, we have he he writes for tightline tales of a fly fisherman he's actually tested all of our rods before we brought them out uh, both of our reels and uh, and helps us out a, a lot. He's a, he's a great great guy. He's like a traffic cone today. <laughs> he is. He's like that, the goldfish crackers. That, that, that bright orange. He just the, he wants to stick out of like a sore thumb. That's just who he is. Yeah. And sometimes he carries booze with him. <laughs> I got a bottle of rum from him at the last show. <laughs> I've heard stories. Yeah. Nothing but stories. Oh, here he comes. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go. We'll see what else is happening at the show. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. All right, so now we're with Naughty Fly. Pretty novel looking stuff. I'll have pictures of it online, but let's talk to the creator. Let's talk about what you do. Uh, hi, I'm Tom from Tom's Naughty Egg. It's an egg pattern that I use for steelhead, brown trout, salmon, and just regular trout. It imitates a single egg and a sucker spawn very well comes in different colors. I sell the knots for people that want to tie their own or I sell the finished fly. Very fast tie and very deadly. Uh, if you fish f with egg patterns anywhere, you got to have some in your box. They look like candy, so I'm assuming if, if it looks that good to a person, fish like it too. Yeah, I have people tell me all the time it's one of the most fishy looking eggs they ever had and the egg sits right on top of the hook so there's no impediment to the hook gap um, and the hookup rate is just phenomenal. So uh, it's definitely something to have if you fish with eggs and uh, very easy to tie, simple but deadly. And so you came across this yarn one day and you're like, dude, I can totally make an egg out of this? Well, I was thinking about <clears throat> making it, tying an egg pattern and I don't know why but I was thinking about tying a knot. A knot made something around. So it all started with me thinking of something, making a knot. And I started experimenting with different materials and I found this one material that just makes a perfect fishy looking knot. So you tie a knot and it's a two-step process. You tie a knot in the material and then you tie the material to the, onto the hook to make the egg. So it's just a, that's why it's called the knotty egg, and the knotty egg is spelled K-N-O-T-T-Y. It's a play on words, but uh, that's how I came up with it. We got about seven colors to choose from? Yes, and more to come, but peach, pink, white, cream are the standard go-to colors, but I wouldn't go to Pulaski or Erie without blue and chartreuse either. 
It looks like you tie on a regal. Yeah, I use that because it's fast. I can get the, <laughs> I can get the, I, this fly is production. I can tie 45 naughty eggs in about an hour. So the Regal's great because it's in and out, in and out. There's no wasted movement, no way, and it holds the hook. It's perfect. And you've got Danville Flat Wax Nylon to match the color of your fly? Yeah, I use uh, Flymaster Plus. It's great because it's cheap for one, it's uh, strong for another, it having all the colors, and the knot, when you whip finish the knot, it never comes undone. You don't need to put any type of cement on it. It's always, it's perfect. And do you mind if I film you for my YouTube channel so people can see? Absolutely not. I mean, you can film. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, people. And not, absolutely not. That's a good so, point. That's right. So where can we find you on social media, online, the website, etc.? I'm on Facebook. It's, it's Thomas Barton, B as in boy, uh, Tom's Naughty Egg. And I'm, I have a web page at www.naughtyegg.com. And you can read some testimonials. Just type Naughty Egg, K-N-O-T-T-Y, egg into your browser, and you'll see my page come up and testimonials come up. Well, they are literally turning the lights out on us in here, so I guess it's time to go find beer. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> All right, I'll see you out here in the morning. All right, thank you very much. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Greetings. It is Saturday evening. It's been a long day. I'll fill you in. So last night, got to the hotel, checked in, got set up very quickly because I have my own entire table. So the section last year that had four of us, this year there are two of us, myself and Naughty Eggs. So it, it was awesome to have that much space today. But so last night, met up with the lads from Hunter Banks Fly Shop in North Carolina, the two locations. And we went out to Japanese Thai restaurant, Sakura. So I absolutely punished a couple of rolls of avocado rolls, because I don't eat fish. And then beef penang. Could have been spicier, but pretty darn good, I'd say. Especially, you know, from the ethnic neighborhood that I live in to have something like that quality up here was very impressive. So this morning got up, breakfast of course was bacon and eggs and then another round of just bacon. So I had an entire plate of bacon. Now Evan from the Open Fly complained that was not good bacon but as someone who rarely eats bacon, bacon's bacon to me. But uh, yeah, Evan was not impressed. So the day started off crazy busy. It was nonstop from 9 o'clock until like 2.30 or 3 o'clock. I didn't even walk around the show until the lights basically went off in the afternoon, which is when I got the Risen Fly guys on from what you heard earlier. Can't tell you how many uh, of you came by and said hello today. Makes me feel appreciated that there are podcast listeners out there. Uh, I sold a lot of flies, mostly damsels and reapers, curly tails, and gutless frogs. 
Those were the number one flies to go today. There was one group of guys that couldn't, literally could not get enough. Curly tails and reapers in a copper, brown, orange, crayfish color for the Susquehanna. They basically said, tie as many as you can in the next you know, 40 minutes before we come back. And the problem was I'm talking with people and selling flies. At the same time, I'm trying to tie these flies. So I finally got them done. It was, it was a fantastic day, just super busy, nonstop. So many people came by, introduced themselves. Then I got a slight couple minutes to walk around. And then before I knew it, the day was over. Went back up to the hotel room, had a beer with David from Healing Waters. We hung out, we watched a little TV and went out to the Irish pub. Uh, you know there's something wrong with your bartender when you're in an Irish pub and you order a pint. And the bartender says, what kind of pint? If you order a pint in an Irish pub, it's Guinness. And then we started off with the steak and cheese egg rolls, which are about as good as you can imagine. And then we went on to burgers from there and had a pint of Guinness with the meal. And now we're back at the hotel and uh, just hydrating, you know, to be on my feet all day tomorrow. There's a DJ playing at the bar. So it's pretty loud. I decided to leave. Hung out with the Hunter Banks guys, and then hung out with uh, Rise. Hung out with Remick from Fly Times DC, also Under Armour. And I mean, I've known Remick for a couple of years, but I never actually get a chance to see him and hang out and talk and chat. So it was good to see him tonight, and that's about it. Tomorrow, the forecast is calling for snow starting from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., which is basically the entire length of the show. Plus, it's usually a quieter show on Sundays because a lot of people locally go to church. So it's probably going to be a little, little more quiet. If it is, it'll give me a chance to walk around, talk to people, see what is up, do a little shopping. I need some hooks from the Fly Shack. And otherwise, just uh, have a good time. And I want to go to the Bob Clouser talk in the morning if I can get a chance, if it is that quiet, to take about 45 minutes off. So... That is it for Saturday evening. I'm going to go up, hit the hay, and hopefully get a good night's sleep. All right. It's uh, Sunday. It's slow here because it's snowing. And we have Yunin of Addicted Device Flies. Did I say that right? You did. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk Guinness, oysters, and classic salmon flies and it looks like you switched your vice this year i did i switched to a regal vice because my other vice didn't fit the bench so i tested a regal liked it went with the regal and for those inquiring you're from kansas from ireland oh okay i wasn't sure yeah it's difficult you the accents are quite similar you never know <laughs> so you are tying some classic stuff here. I see jungle cocks and I mean, rare birds. Yeah, rare birds. Not so many rare birds, but more substitutes. Um, jungle cock, substitutes for cheddar, substitute for onion crow, um, all commonly available. Um, be like our, I guess, disproving the myth that salmon flies or classic salmon flies are expensive to tie. And you also will tie them without a vice. Sometimes without a vice, most times with a vice, just for fun, just a different challenge. It's a, it's an interesting perspective on time flies. So are these patterns you've come up with, or are these from like old books? Some are from the old books. In fact, most of them are from the old books. Um, some I do come up with myself, but more often than not, I tie one of 3,500 established salmon fly patterns from the Victorian era. Do you have a particular pattern that's your favorite? 
quite like the Tom Tickler. There are two different versions of the Tom Tickler, which I one of which I tied earlier on a hat pin. Um, what else? Though? Like the Niagara, Jamba Bond. I think we found a Tom Tickler in Four Mile Run recently. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Keep talking. I'll bring it out. I think I saw that Tom Tickler picture already. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty dirty. <laughs> and you're using Right Bobbins also? Right Bobbins, yeah. Great Bobbins. Great customer service from those guys. Um, if you haven't tried them, test them out, and uh, you'll not be disappointed. What size thread are you using? 8-aught, 6-aught, but mostly 8-aught. Preference for Danville? Uni. Uni, Uni. Oh, see, my eyes aren't that good. Yeah, Uni. I used to use Danville. Was, I liked it whenever I was using um, regular bobbins because it was stretchy. But now that I've got a uh, tension control right bobbins, um, the, the Uni's a little bit more stiffer, a little bit stiffer, so uh, Uni's, Uni's the way to go. Preference for your hooks? Pretty much use anything. Um, a little bit. If I'm tying fishing flies, I'll use the Aichi. If I'm tying Atlantic salmon flies, classics, I'll use handmade hooks by Ron Lucas. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Addicted Device Flies. You can find me on Facebook, also Addicted Device Flies. You can look me up at addicteddevice.com. Um, that's pretty much it. And let's talk some Irish stuff. So yesterday you said Guinness and oysters. Greatest thing in the world. If you've never had Guinness and oysters, got to get some. So I sent that to my buddy from Galway, and he's like, I can't say what he said, but he agrees with you. Yeah, I, I bet he would. Galway is a big oyster festival over there every year. That's what they serve, Guinness and oysters, nectar to the gods. And can you confirm that GPS doesn't really work in Ireland because there's no like house numbers? I cannot confirm that. I haven't been in Ireland in a long time, probably since the advent of GPS. Yeah. But um, yeah, it may be true. As my buddy's like, you just put our, our name and the town, and it just gets to my parents. Yeah, yeah. A name, sometimes just even a house name, not even the name of a family. The house of names, like yeah. the Banfield, Main Street, Tipperary. Boom. There you go. Fantastic. All right, well, let's get back to work. And thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, as always. So I'm here with Brad, and uh, we're talking... Some pretty ridiculous flies, and I, I just asked, you know, let's say you see a dead cardinal on the road, can you pick that up, skin it, and tie flies with it? No, you can't. You gotta have a special permit, and actually that varies by state by state. But largely speaking, or um, largely speaking, it's it's migratory songbirds. And those are those are regulated pretty heavily. I know where to get a lot of dead migratory songbirds. There's a hotel in Baltimore, the Inner Harbor, and they fly into the building at night. And the whole bottom was filled with like these Amazonian yellow finches that I had never seen before. You know, I lived in Baltimore and I've seen that. Yeah. But you can also get them at windmill farms too. Yes. So. All right, so what are you tying here? I am currently tying an Irish uh, salmon fly pattern called the... Oh, Donahue. And uh, it's, um, it's out of Malone's book, so I'm, I'm tying a, the second pattern listed for it. And what is your vice of choice? Uh, the ones I was born with. I use my, uh, uh, I just tie in hand without a, without a vice, without any kind of metallic. Bringing it back to the original, Lee Wolf used to do that. He would tie all his flies just with his hand. Yeah. It, it works? Not that good, though. Not yeah. like him. He ties some real small stuff, too. Right, so this one here, your closet claret pirate, yep. claret, what is that like iridescent red, green? Uh, those are the neck feathers off the Himalayan mono, also known as the impan. Uh, it's, a, it's a Southeast Asian, I guess, or Central Asian pheasant relative. I'm guessing since I never took ornithology, I have no idea. You could be making that up. <laughs> I know some animals, but that, I don't know. 
Don't know my birds. Uh, they're they're pretty impressive. Um, I actually lucked into a, a full skin that was in pieces, but the males are have these very iridescent um, blue, green, and bronze colored. Feathers, uh, while the females, like most other bird species, are pretty drab. Do people buy these to fish them, or are they going to be displayed? Well, you certainly could fish them. All, all my flies are, you know, constructed in such a way that they'll stand up to the rigors of fishing. You know, but when the hook hook alone costs ten to twenty five dollars, you probably don't want to lose them. Yeah. What about bachelor parties? People ever get them for like, <laughs> you know, not, or like groomsmen kind of presents? Oh yeah, I've I've actually done a couple of sets of like boutonnieres for for the guys for a wedding. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's all wrapping feathers or lashing feathers onto a piece of metal with the thread. So really, the sky's the limit when you think of you know what you want to tie. Preference for thread, bobbins, scissors. So when I'm tying in hand, I usually uh, use Purcell silk thread. Um, that's kind of the traditional. Uh, but if I'm tying with a bobbin or if I'm tying on a vise, I'm usually using uh, ultra thread, um, 70, either the 70 or 140 denier thread. So. That's fantastic. All right, do you have anything online where people can find you? Yeah, you, um, I have a website. Uh, it's just wondering flies. Uh, dot webs dot com so just um, I don't know I'm sure I'll put a picture of it up show notes right yeah <laughs> we'll get it out there all right is is it slow for you so far um I'd say it's a, it's an average Sunday for a for a show I feel like um I think I think there's there's just been a lull but uh, earlier there was some pretty good density coming through so when someone like Joe Humphreys is giving a talk. Then it just shuts down. Yeah, or Lefty Cray. Yeah. Who just turned 90. I think it's Joe Humphreys. Yeah. My friend wants to wrestle him. <laughs> Why? I guess because he was a wrestler back. There's a funny picture of him, like, in a stance like this on the internet from, like, the 20s <laughs> in, like, one of those single-piece outfits. So Joe Humphreys like, like 100 now? Yeah, it's like the outfit that... Um, George the Animal Steel would wear. So, all right, we'll let you guys get back to your hard work. Keep it up. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. So we're not technically at Tailwaters Lodge, but we are at Tailwaters Lodge. Do you want to introduce yourself, Chris? Chris Tuccheroni. I am the director of sales for Woodbine Hospitality and the uh, Tailwater Lodge. My dog's mom's name was Lady Albemarle of Woodbine, but probably a different Woodbine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much so, yeah. Yeah. No, the yeah, Woodbine Hospitality, I don't even know where the name comes from, to be honest with you. I don't know. So the, the lodge used to be an elementary school, and I just know that it was the school that was never open when I was in Altmar. And then you guys bought it, and now, like, my listeners know from the last Pulaski Altmar podcast that it's a pretty awesome inside. It's like stepping into, like, a time warp into, like, a Western lodge. It is. It's beautiful. It's 42 rooms. So our owner took a former elementary school and he repurposed the building and turned it into a 42-room fishing lodge on the Salmon River. Um, rooms with two queen beds all or king beds with refrigerators. There's a waiter wash station. There's a locker room with 60 lockers that you can store all of your um, equipment in. There's a full-service restaurant and bar. There's some conference space for meeting space up to 100 if you want to do any kind of... Um, 
uh, corporate retreats or things like that, a wedding wedding receptions, stuff like that, and a freestanding fly shop with J.P. Ross um, rods, and also we carry some Reddington product, and we carry some Patagonia. It's well-stocked, and whoever maintains it has a very good eye, because everything is lined up perfectly. Like, I used to do, like, retail work and merchandising. It's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean in, in the pro shop? In yeah. the fly shop? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And they're very, yes, they're very meticulous about the way we display the items in the shop. So, absolutely. And the food looked pretty. I just had drinks there. So, I got a chance to try dry fly whiskey. I had never had it before. And then we played darts and shot pool. Very good. Or is that... Yeah, you shoot pool, right? Shoot pool? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm not a, I, I don't do either. But the pool table and the darts, uh, the dart lanes, they're all complimentary to the guests. Um, it's a beautiful pool table. It was imported from the state of Indiana from a, um, a former German pool table manufacturing company. Um, it's, now, it's now in Indiana. He, he does a custom pool table. Um, yeah, bar and restaurant are excellent. Food is excellent. New chef. His name is Christian. Chef Christian, and the food is really good. So let's say I'm out swinging flies for steelhead all day. Pretty cold, miserable weather. What should I order when I come in, dry off, and warm up? Oh, the steak is good. I love the the steak is really good. It's a an eight ounce fillet, or you can do um, really anything. I mean, there's I'm trying to think what's on the menu right now, and I can't. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff on the menu. I can't even think of what's on there right at the mo- moment in time. We were going to drive or walk down there, but we were all too exhausted to go, like, the 0.5 miles after steelheading all day. To what? The river? From the river to the... From from the Trestle Pool Lodge to you guys. We just couldn't get ourselves motivated. To what? To get to the lodge? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. The bar is awesome. You yeah, should. we ate, like, crock pot chicken noodle soup. Okay, you don't want to do that. Don't do that again. <laughs> You're yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the restaurant's really awesome. The bar is really great. You love the decor. Obviously, it's all geared towards the fly fishing world, so. During the summertime, is it like smallmouth bass anglers, kayakers? All of it. Smallmouth bass. Kayaking is huge. We do, there's three different release dates, so we've got some kayaking companies that um, can take you down the river and uh, rafts and do rafting. Um, there's the Salmon River Falls. You can hike up to the falls. It's really awesome. If you haven't been up to the falls, take a yeah. trip. It's yeah. on the way to the next town over, which has the Fiddler's Hall of Fame. The town of Redfield. Redfield and Osceola. The Osceola, it's the home of, yeah, the Fiddler's Hall of Fame. Who I knew? Did, we used to camp out that way. <laughs> yeah, who knew? I didn't know it either. Off past like Orwell. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. There's Winona State Forest Preserve. You want to do some hiking or cross-country skiing there. Snowmobiles also this time. Snowmobiling. There's tons of snowmobiling. We're right on the C5A trail. How Um, much snow have you gotten this year? The northeast in the Pulaski area has had over 220 inches of snow. We've broken a record. It was the coldest February on record. Now, do you think that the lake being frozen over and taking so long to defrost has any effect on the fish migration? I don't know. All right. That was a... People were discussing that last year. I don't even know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. All right. Well, where can we find you all online? Tailwaterlodge.com. All right. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. So we're going to check in with Smithfly from... I guess we probably spoke last time in North Carolina. You've pretty much... You've gone full-time, and your products have tenfold? Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. You want to go through what's new? 
Yeah, so I'm kind of dipping my toe in the apparel market here, and uh, it's kind of my first foray into overseas manufacturing. I'm going to keep everything uh, that I currently make in the USA made in the USA, so we're not going to change any of that. We've tried really hard to kind of source this stuff uh, in the USA with you know USA apparel manufacturers. They're really busy right now and haven't been really good at uh, getting back with me, so I did kind of have to look overseas for some of that, but I found a really great source for uh, a new soft-shell jacket that I'm making uh, that I think is going to be at a good price point. Um, and I think it's going to do really well. The, the response here at the show has been been really positive. I've had a lot of you know a lot of interest in it. Um, so we're gonna. I think I'm going to call it the Intruder Jacket because it's sort of uh, modeled there for the steel headers. And uh, with that in mind, so it's got some really fishy features that I think will be really really cool. And I think people will really dig. Let's talk about those bells and whistles. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of kind of stash pockets for uh, leaders and tippet and that kind of stuff. Um, there's D-rings in each of the hand warmer pockets so you can clip a, a zinger on and keep your tools in your pocket. keeps your chest uh, area nice and clean. So, you know, if you're fishing a two-handed rod, you know, um, you're not going to hang up and, and, you know. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Bump into anything, so, you know, that was really one of the key features to the jacket is keeping that chest and front area really clean and, and not have anything uh, for snags and whatnot. So, And there's a, a stash pocket on the back side, uh, kind of where you would have on a vest, um, you know, that you can reach in, keep an extra, uh, a leader wallet or a, an extra spare spool or whatever uh, there in the back, which is really easy to get to. It's a little bit lower than what you have on a normal vest. So um, so we think it's it's got a lot of features, you know, that'll keep, you can fish out of this jacket all day and not, not carry a vest at all. Um, so Has the vest gone the way of the dodo? Perhaps. When I first started in fly shop, they had an entire wall for vests. And yeah. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of shops I've talked to are like, yeah, we don't even buy vests anymore. Uh, but, but you know, there's still probably a market for them. And there, I think there's, you know, people still probably sell a few. But I think everybody's kind of looking towards um, bags as, as a better way to carry a lot more stuff, a lot more comfortably, uh, and a lot more conveniently, I think. So. And you've got a, a dry pouch for sandwiches? For Yes. For uh, yeah, Nothing sandwich. ruins a day on the water like a soggy sandwich. That's right. No, this is a prototype of uh, a new digi pouch version. So that's been one of our best-selling items for uh, size specifically kind of for the DSLR market. Uh, but we had a lot of requests for a smaller one for like smartphones and point-and-shoot cameras. So we came out with a flat version. Um, which actually uh, is, should, you know, uh, I think do pretty well for us. So it attaches with the Molly webbing again, and it's a pretty unique product. Nobody else in the world makes a Molly compatible uh, dry bag. So we're pretty much the only only people doing that game. And so I've sent the digi pouches all around the world, and I basically expect the same out of this one because it's uh, it's size it's a nice size for smartphones and keys and whatever, and it attaches to any belt or any piece of webbing you have. So it's a really versatile piece of gear that I'm I'm pretty excited about. So. Is imitation the finest form of flattery? 
That's right. It is. I, get that I keep right? telling myself that. With the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah, we've had a lot of people sort of uh, running with the cooler kilt idea, which I think uh, tells me that it's a good idea at least. So uh, that's another one that's doing pretty well for us because you know there's a lot of people that mount that other places than just on a cooler. So I'm thinking I may need to rename it <laughs> and call it something else so that people get the idea that you can put it on a boat, um, you can put it in a car, you can put it in a truck. I mean, there's lots of guys that buy them and then put them someplace else, and you know you can move your gear around wherever you can put those snaps so I'm selling a lot of them with an extra set of snaps so they can put you know a set in their boat and then a set in their truck and then they just unsnap the kilt from the truck snap it in their boat they don't have to sort through any of their gear or whatever so uh, yeah I think that's I mean I think the fact that a couple different people have uh, you know knocked that off in the last <laughs> couple weeks I think is a good sign uh, except you know I don't like people knocking off the idea but whatever it's it's part of the game and, and you know you just got to keep ahead of them and keep innovating and keep coming up with cool ideas and and that's a lot of why I do it so so yeah these ho hotel chairs they uh, no yes <laughs> <Don't All right. laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, you don't have to travel with chairs. It's, it's brilliant. I know. Well, yeah. So. All right. For those who can't remember, where can we find you on all the social media? Uh, yeah, I'm at Smithfly on Facebook. If you look me up, it's just Facebook slash Smithfly. Um, yeah, Smithfly.net is my uh, website. I'm working on a new version of that that'll have uh, new photography and a new layout, a little more mobile friendly, a little more responsive design. Um, Instagram, I'm at Smithfly. Um, Twitter, Smithfly Designs. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over all that stuff, and, uh, yeah, that's where they can find me. And we do all this stuff, you know, no, uh, free shipping, uh, do it all online, uh, direct, and, um, you know, always looking to grow the dealer network and stuff. So if there's fly shops out there looking for some made-in-the-USA soft goods and apparel, you know, hit us up. We're uh, we're moving in that direction. So. All right. Thank you so much, and maybe we'll get the lights back in here soon. Yeah, cool. Thanks for, thanks for having me. We are now at the Hunter Banks booth without the matriarch. So how is it not having mom around? Well, it's been tough, but somehow we have made it through to Sunday. And, you know, mama keeps people in line, but the boy's got to play, too. Absolutely. And I, the word on the street, there were some professional women working the bar last night? I believe so. Uh, last count, possibly four, maybe five. Yeah. And uh, 12.30 rolled around, and I did not know old people could gyrate in such a way. Really? Kind of That's scary. what they're paid for. <laughs> they, they're paid handsomely as well. They exercise a lot. <laughs> yes, they do. But you know what? Also, uh, sorry, there's, there's a kid here said he listens to my podcast, so I feel bad. Cover your ears for some of this. <laughs> Earmuffs are indeed needed. Yeah. So when you guys get packed down... Uh, we'll start breaking down about 4.30 when the show wraps up. Uh, the last demonstrations of casting are done, and it'll probably be a three-hour process with the snow and ice and all the fun weather during the winter show season. Absolutely. So, kids, drive safely, go slow, adhere to the traffic signs, and all other rules of the road. Do you have any last-minute, like, blowouts, stuff you don't want to bring back? Uh, absolutely. Uh, anything that is on sale for the last 10 minutes of the show, it'll be an additional 10% off, 15% off. I don't know. Come and see how much stuff you want to take home with you. And unfortunately, you're hearing this after the fact, so try and work that in the next time you see these guys. Ooh, touche. Next year, the show season starts around the end of December. We'll be going to quite a few of them, so come and look up the Hunter Banks Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, if you like Southern hospitality and good customer service, come give us a ringy-dingy. 
All right, that's it. Solid. Thanks for having me on today, Rob. Let's get down and dirty and let's talk about some Pig Farm Inc. So uh, who are we talking to now? Uh, ben Rogers, Pig Farm Inc. State Pen. And Ben, you are out of Maryland still? Uh, Maryland, PA border. Yeah, kind of kind of both sides of the fence there. For the kids that don't know what the Pig Farm Inc. is and the recent um, octopus picture that was on Instagram, you should go look for that one. Yeah, there's, um, <laughs> there's some pretty weird stuff that we do on a hook. Uh, Actually, also check out Dirty Dora. Um, apparently, someone, uh, somebody took a Dora stuffed animal and made a musky fly out of her. <laughs> yeah, what? she's got teardrop tattoos on her face. <laughs> yeah, the Dirty Dora, it's called. So, you might see it at a Nittany Musky tournament. Uh, team Smelly Socks. So, pig farming is going to be representing that. Do you have to be a flat build cap guy to be pig farming? No, no, absolutely not. This is actually our newest brand of uh, hats, but uh, we have trucker hats for all ages and sizes of people. And uh, the best thing about Pig Farm is we promote the younger generations of all demographics. So if you just like the bitchin', you can come. Now, did this all start like at Jay's Trailer Park in Fort Collins? Yeah, those guys are... Uh, those guys are pretty notorious for doing crazy things with alcohol and fly vices. And uh, I think actually uh, this brainchild just kind of took off and it got bigger than what anybody expected. So we're currently in the process of organization, uh, pretty much similar to a 501c3. Cool. So you're looking at basically tattoos that get removed from people and uh, those guys are tattooing it on themselves so it lives forever and that funds fly fishing communities. So it's very similar to an FFF setup or a Trout Unlimited setup. So. And how many chapters? I know there's, if you follow on Instagram, there's, they're popping up. I'm trying to follow as much as I can. Yeah, last year when it, we just started out, and I actually think we threw an iron fly, we threw an iron fly in Virginia, uh, your way, uh, there was uh, eight, there was eight farms, and this year there's 28 and growing. So individually they're called farms? Yeah, they're, they're called farms, so we say uh, support your local pig farm. So, uh, you know, usually you can go through Pig Farm Inc., and you can see advertisement, and uh, it'll lead you to your local farm and any events that are happening in that area. Charlotte's Web, one of your favorites? Yeah, I cried at the end. <laughs> so let's talk about some island food. What's your, what do you recommend? Um, I love jerk chicken. I grew up on it. Um, I'm a Caribbean boy. Um, if it's not jerk chicken, I love snapper. So gotta have some fried snapper with some uh, bell peppers and onion. Yeah, your pictures make me hungry because <laughs> it's not like what other people are posting. Yeah. It's definitely like a unique, I don't know, niche of food. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I don't know, I grew up uh, pretty poor and I didn't realize it, so, you know, but my parents really found uh, unique ways to, uh, to make things uh, interesting every week, and growing up with uh, Bahamian and Jamaican background is pretty interesting, and uh, you learn to eat some really spicy food, so. It, yeah. Favorite rum? Oh, uh, Ray and Nephew, hands down. Brand nephew. I gotta look that up. Yeah, it's the white label rum. It's uh, basically equivalent to Everclear, but it's made with sugarcane instead of corn. Yum. Yeah, it's very sweet and uh, 
it can it can get you into trouble if you're not used to drinking it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. All right. Can't you keep walking through the show? Yes. Yeah, stay bitching. I probably shouldn't be recording right now as it's 26 degrees. It's pouring rain with sleet mixed in. I just passed a nasty, nasty accident and the roads seem to be, uh, they're dodgy but wet. So I packed up and left a little early. Definitely do not want to be, well, those, all those pine trees are falling down, great. Uh, I guess the ice out here is a little worse. The show was getting pretty darn slow. They gave the go ahead for the nonprofits to pack up at like 3.50, 4 o'clock. Honestly, nobody was coming by except tires and other people that were at the show. Wasn't selling any more flies. My vice had been packed up for a while, so I wanted to get out of there on the road. Jeez, dude. Okay, I wanted to get out of there so I don't have to do this drive in the dark. My first mission is gonna go to Sheets, get a jug of wiper fluid, and then get a sandwich and fries and go home as slowly and safely as possible. I will check in with y'all in about half an hour once I have eaten my second meal of the day. It's, it's almost five o'clock and I feel very warm and cozy and safe. I now have a cast Hellraiser hoodie jacket. It's Primaloft, it's synthetic down. I traded my Patagonia ultralight down jacket for it and it's very warm and cozy and I feel happy having it on me and safe. So I need a MTO sandwich and some fries. Remember, sheets spells fries, F-R-Y-Z, because they are sheets. So that is it for now. Check in with you with a full belly. All right, let's see. I am three miles from the Beltway. This ride has um, been quite awful. I'm enjoying it right now because there are giant lamps, about 100 foot tall, that actually light up the road. So I got to Sheets. It was not a pleasant drive. Got myself a steak and cheese and some fries. And I've been chugging some lemon-lime seltzer to hydrate myself because, geez, you don't, uh, you don't really hydrate at the shows. You're talking a lot, moving around. You don't really drinking as much water as you should. Now, I'll tell you, this drive has, let's go three types of drivers. You got the moron at six o'clock driving, like at six o'clock time and on my six, with no lights on and tailgating. Great, dude. You know, in Virginia, if your wipers are on, your lights have to be on. It's a law for a reason. You got the dudes that have not cleaned the snow and ice off their roof. So while they're driving, giant dinner plate sized chunks of ice are flying off at your car. And I'd say the third one is the lane changers. These trucks and buses will just come out of nowhere and then cut you off. Come on, man. So I just got hit by more ice. There's a box truck in front of me. And the lights are gone now from the side of the road, so I can't see a thing. And there goes a, a next Terra driving 80 miles an hour in the right lane. Um, and I can tell you there's icicles hanging off of my rear view mirrors. My antenna is completely crusted in ice. 
and you can hear it. We'll see. There's like snow, sleet, all mixed in with this. Uh, I don't know the temperature because I'm not going to look down at my phone. I have been listening to the April Vokey podcast, which is, she has some really cool people on. There's some cool stories. Um, so it's raining, it's dark, and I can't see the lanes. Unless there's a reflector, you cannot see the, the painted marks. So you basically have to follow in, if you can see, the tire tread marks in front of you. So that's how the drive is going. I should be home by 7.28. So the show was fun this morning. Uh, David and I woke up. I, you know, I probably shouldn't have had all that nasty food. It, it was uh, a little bit of a belly ache, you could say. And the room refused to go below 72 degrees. So it was hot. I'd filled up the trash can in the room with ice and then put beer and sodas in there. It all melted by the morning. Um, so I have not slept in two nights. I'm looking forward to getting home in 40 minutes and getting some sleep. We had breakfast this morning, and of course I got my ration of bacon. And that's not a pun on the word rations like they have in, uh, or rashers, I guess, in Ireland. And the show started at 9 o'clock, and it was pretty busy. You know, it was, the snow was coming down on a Sunday. Maybe next year they'll do Friday. Saturday, oh, excuse me, like they do for North Carolina. I think that's how they do North Carolina. I can't remember. Uh, but it was busy. It's not as busy as yesterday. Yesterday was just awesome fun. Time passed very quickly. Um, I'll do the tally on, on how much I sold when I get home, see if that hopefully offsets the costs from this weekend. And then from there, uh, you got quiet. And then when you have someone like Joe Humphreys or George Daniel or Mike Mowry doing a talk, the place gets more quiet because everyone's going to watch the casting demonstrations. Tom Sadler did one as well on Tenkara. Uh, so that was that was nice to give you like a little break. You could walk around, which is where I got the interviews from earlier. I didn't wander too far. I basically hung out between uh, Tom's booth to the right of me, Risen, Fly, uh, Aaron with Fly Vines, and uh, Evan with Allen Fly Fishing. I didn't really venture too far. I, I got a bunch of hooks from Fly Shack this morning. I loaded up on size four streamer hooks for shad flies. And of course, I got about two to three hundred curved shrimp hooks for damsels. I gotta switch lanes here because I gotta get on the Baltimore Washington Parkway, which basically takes me almost home. Um, what else can I tell you from today? Yeah, so it was fun. Uh, definitely look up Unions Flies and uh, see what those crazy guys are tying. If you wanna see what Tom was tying, I, I made a YouTube video today. So we have that on the Naughty Eggs. Um, there was a kid who was in a stroller who was basically tying flies. He had a vise attached to a stroller and he was wrapping thread around a hook shank. There was no hook point. And then I gave him like a piece of marabou and he was just wrapping that all over. That was pretty interesting. And then it got really quiet as the day went on. I took a break and went outside and 
you know, there was about half an inch of ice in the, the back parking lot and it was pouring rain at 26 degrees. So not ideal conditions for going home. I did, like I said, pack up early a little bit and took off. I doubt I was even noticed that I'd been gone, but a good show. And next week we have Thai Fest. So we'll get a little bit of podcasting done there while I'm tying. I've got to get out of this lane because the person in front of me is going 25 miles an hour on the beltway. My goodness. So I think that wraps up the Lancaster Fly Fishing Show. Great time. I love that it's all connected into one building. You can walk half a block to an Irish bar and get a quality meal. And you just get to hang out with everybody in the local community. I will say that it's a more diverse crowd of what people fish for. Somerset is a lot of, it's either trout or saltwater, ocean, blues and stripers. Here it's, what do you fish for? Oh, largemouth, uh, smallmouth, carp. Uh, you know, I, I fish for, uh, you know, shad on the, the flats or this and that. So a lot more diverse people, which helped me sell more flies. And that, that was interesting. I had fun. Um, so thank you all who stopped by and said hello and introduced yourself. Thanks for all that started following me on social media. And I look forward to seeing everybody at the next show season. So that is it. I got to put my head back in the wheel and drive. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.